Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. What do you do when your system crashes or it gets really slow or you see that little circle of death spinning around when you're doing normal tasks on your computer? You reboot it. You clear the memory and you start from scratch. When you reboot a computer, you shut down all the programs that are running in the background. You clear its memory. And then when the computer reboots, it starts with the basics just the systems required to run and operate and nothing else. If your business is slowly going backward or just even hovering and you can't figure out why, if you feel like you're watching that little spinny wheel every time you look at your business or you're working harder and you're not growing, then you might need more than a new tactic or more stuff to do. You might need a complete reboot. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good, and this is how to reboot your company if you're caught dragging or spinning your wheels or constantly waiting for other people. I'm going to share the step-by-step instructions on how to do it and also the story of how I recently did this with one of my businesses, a gym. Now, when you do a reboot on a computer, it kills the stuff that's slowing you down, right? It shuts down all the stuff that's running in the background, and you just start over with the basics, and then you build up from there. It's not a complete blank slate. It's more like you're you're digging down to the bedrock, only the essentials, and then you start repairing the damage from the ground up. You start adding things back in. Now, After COVID lockdowns, and I'm going to use my gym as the example here, my gym struggled to recover. We actually came out of lockdowns two years, but we came out better than most with 78% revenue retention, and we had lots of excitement to get going again. But we never really experienced the surge of new clients that a lot of gyms did. And instead of a reboot then, I let the gym kind of limp along with the wrong staff and broken systems and no training and some key clients that just didn't come back. And I went into great detail on my gym-specific podcast, which I'll link in the show notes. So I'm going to use my gym as an example as I teach you the process, but you can do this in any industry. The process that I'm about to teach you takes time. You, You can't completely shut your business off and reboot it from scratch, right? It's very, very hard to do that. It's like it's hard to fix a moving train. But let's start with where are you going with this business? What is the direction? Where do you want the train tracks to lead to? So you want to start with just examining what is your mission here? What are you trying to build? And that's the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to write that down. You're going to simplify it as much as possible. So when I went through this with my key staff, I asked, like, what are we trying to build with this gym? And we brought that down to an actual number, which is amazing. And so the mission of Catalyst is to extend the lifespan of 7,000 people in Sault Ste. Marie. And so we said, well, why 7,000? Well, that's 10% of our population. And then we actually produced a short YouTube video so that we could show our staff and our current clients and also our future clients and put it on the gym's YouTube channel to say, like, this is our mission here. This is what we're about. This is what we're trying to accomplish. Once we had that mission, we could work backward to say, well, what do we need to actually get there? And how will we know when we're being successful? So that's step one. We had a clear destination at the end of the track. The next thing that we had to do was stop the bleeding. 
So first, we audited our expenses to see where uh, the money was all going because we had signed up for things over time. You know, the gym's been around for 20 years. You, you sign up for stuff and then you just kind of forget about it. And you do this in your personal life too, I'm sure. So we found a few things with the gym. First, there was software that we no longer needed. Like we had signed up for Zoom and different online coaching platforms through COVID that we weren't using anymore. Um, we also found contracts that weren't serving us. So we had signed up for this recurring cleaning supply refill and they would come in and take our towels and take our rugs and clean them and bring them back. We didn't need that anymore. You know, the gym was absolutely spotless and clean, but uh, what we were doing was overkill and we were paying for it. Uh, we found contracts that could be downgraded. So some of the software, again, that we were using, we were paying like 400 bucks a month for and we weren't using nearly half of it. So we called them and said, hey, we're not using all these features is there a lower price to your package? And they said, yeah. Then I looked at our accounts receivable and I found that there are some there were some clients who weren't being billed. It was about 2,500 bucks, you know, not a major deal, but still um, a problem. So we collected that. We also found, you know, and that's 2,500 a month, people who just weren't being billed properly. Then we found clients who actually owed us money. So they had some stuff in arrears. They were still getting training. The trainers were still getting paid to deliver the training, but the clients hadn't paid us for a while. So we collected that. And then we we also found some trainers who were invoicing incorrectly. So some of them were being overpaid, but some were also being underpaid. And it was more important that we correct the problems than that we necessarily save money. Because if trainers are being underpaid, that's also bleeding, right? The, this, when I say stopping the bleeding, we're stopping the mistakes, not necessarily stopping or stemming the outflow of cash. So these problems weren't fun to fix, but they were pretty quick fixes. I mean, we went through all this with a bookkeeper in about 10 days. So with the bleeding stop, we stopped making recurring mistakes. We stopped that as much as possible. Then I was free to rebuild with the ethos, less but better. I wanted to run a simpler business because simple scales faster. And so I'll share that with you what exactly I mean. Um, I use this ethos of less but better as my go-to because there was a lot of stuff that was slowing us down. So for example, I had coaches who were doing one class per week, but they were never available to take new clients through our one-on-one -on -one onboarding process. And so I literally couldn't even onboard people if my marketing attracted them. I didn't have staff who could do it. I had salespeople who couldn't sell because our offerings were way too complicated. When I went through all of our different sales membership options, I found 76 different options, including the kids and the seniors and whatever programs, right? Um, so I counted them up, there were 76, there should have been three. I had lead nurture people who couldn't get clients in the door because our automations were overwhelming. We were sending out way too many automated emails and texts and people were just like, whoa, block, delete, unsubscribe, right? And we couldn't onboard those people even if we did bring them in. So there was a lot to fix, but I started with the mission to get everybody moving in the same direction and keep them motivated for the hard changes ahead. And I, you know, I talked about that earlier. The next thing that I did was I audited our expenses and our mistakes and I stopped the bleeding. And the third thing that I did was audit these systems. So some of our processes were outdated. Some of them were no longer necessary. We had things in our staff playbook from 2016 that we weren't even using anymore. Some were confusing and no one on staff knew any of them because they hadn't been trained. They hadn't even been given the staff handbook if they were hired in the last three years. So I wrote the staff handbook again and I delivered it to every single staff person. I got them all new email addresses that were specific to the gym. I showed them how to use them. I showed them how Google Drive worked. I gave them a new programming template. I cut our on-ramp package down 
and I taught the coaches how to deliver it. I shot videos of every single step. So I would take my camera and I'd say, okay guys, here's the opening checklist. And I'd walk through it on camera, even how to use the stereo system properly, how to clean the gym. I took pictures, I did videos, how to run a class. I recorded a good class and said, here's your template. I wanted to shine a light into every dark corner and remove the possibility that the problems that we were having were process problems because my staff just didn't know any better. And then, and only then, after I'd audited and fixed our processes, did I audit my staff. And this was the fourth step. I needed to have the right people in the right seats on the bus. So I first assumed that the problems that I mentioned before were a result of unclear processes. And, you know, I can give you a link to my podcast on Business is Good about process problems versus people problems and why you should solve the process problems first. But when the staff know the mission, they know exactly what to do, and they know the consequences of failure, and they still aren't living up to the level that we required, then they need to go. And that's never easy, but you have to do it for the good of the rest of your staff, for the good of your clients, and for the good of yourself you know, the owner of the business. You cannot afford bad staff who are not fully on the bus. So that created a few gaps in our staff and we hired new people to fill those gaps. I brought in one bright, energetic young trainer and immediately I had work for him. But I also told him that we'd be adding more clients in a few weeks time to give him a little bit of bandwidth to wrap up. After that, my fifth step was to audit our sales process. So I cut our onboarding options down to one, which we call on-ramp. Everybody does on-ramp. At the end of OnRamp, they have three options, not 70. They can go private, one-on-one, they can go semi-private, or they can go group training. And those are all just different monthly rates. There's not different packages. I trained my coaches to deliver OnRamp, and I trained one staff person to sell the OnRamp. I put everything in a binder with one page, the options and the prices, and that's it. Then I audited our marketing, and this was our sixth step. So I turned it all off while I was doing the systems and operations and staff and sales process. When I had those things in place, I could start marketing again. And I said, I'm going to turn one thing on at a time. So we have four funnels at my gym. And I asked myself, what has worked the best in the past? Well, our entire gym business was built on content, a blog and an email list. And so I started there. I started publishing a blog three times a week again. Now, I don't have a lot of time to blog for my gym. I'm busy with TubeRain and that's honestly where my passion lies. So I just used ChatGPT to help me. I invested a couple of hours creating really good prompts in ChatGPT and then I just used those prompts over and over to create good blog content. And then when I had my good content funnel going, I turned our lead nurture process back on. I trained one person to manage our CRM and get the leads to book and then show up for appointments. I had one person and me trained to do the sales. I had one person trained to do lead nurture and I had one funnel, the content funnel built. And then I started the second funnel, which is posting that content on social media. So that made the two funnels, social media funnel and content funnel, both going to lead nurture, which I had set up, both going to sales systems that I had set up. There were still two other funnels for marketing that I didn't need to set up yet, referrals and advertising. And I was trying to figure out which one I should do third. I know that referrals are more important, but honestly just didn't have the time to do it myself or to train my staff. So I gave myself permission to save that one till later, even though we usually get gyms doing it first. And I went back to Facebook ads manager and I turned them back on. I gotta tell you, I didn't build all this stuff from scratch like I did in 2008. 
I did this fast and easy because I just pulled templates and SOPs from the Two Brain Business Toolkit. I didn't have to write a job description or a staff playbook or do any of that stuff or even go back into Ads Manager. It was all just sitting there for me to grab. I didn't have to go relearn Facebook or create new copy. I just used the mentors at Two Brain to set it all up and give me exactly what I needed. And without that stuff, this would have taken me five years, literally, to change and fix instead of five months. Trust me, the first time I did this process in my gym, that's exactly what it took from 2008 to 2013 in figuring it all out for myself. This time it took me less than five months because I could just pull those resources directly from the Two Brain Toolkit, call a mentor when I needed help, and just keep moving fast. So while I still had to do all these things one step at a time, one SOP at a time, one little video at a time, one pricing binder at a time, I didn't have to figure out any of them. And so I could do them all in 30 to 40 minutes a day and still be completely done with a brand new gym that's growing again within five months. That was a kind of a difficult five months, but it wasn't overwhelming. I wasn't stressed out. I put 30 to 40 minutes in every single day. I followed the steps that I knew that I needed to do and boom, massive gym reboot. The key was to follow the steps in this order. And there's a graphic here that I'm gonna show you. But again, to recap, you wanna start with your mission and then you wanna audit your expenses and you're looking again for mistakes, not just necessarily to cut, but looking to improve your ROI and the things that you buy. Then from there, you wanna look at your systems and make sure that they're up to date. Then you wanna look at your staff. Then you wanna look at your sales process, then your marketing, and then finally your advertising. And you wanna do things in that order because if you start, let's say, from the other end and you just start with let's get more advertising then your your whole system is just going to fall apart you're not going to have people who are trained to sell those people who come in the door through your advertising or you're probably not even going to get them to the door because you don't have your lead nurture set up then once they're sold you're not going to keep them because you don't have a good onboarding process and your staff just are not going to be able to retain those clients by giving them a great experience then those staff probably won't know what they're doing because you don't have things systemized or optimized. And if you have the wrong staff doing it, they're not gonna bring the energy that makes them great to be around. And part of the reason that you have the wrong staff is because they don't know the mission. They don't know where you're going. And so it really starts with building that foundation and then building up from there. Look, I know that turning off your business and starting from scratch is just a fantasy. Nobody can do it. I know we all think about it though. However, you can rebuild while it's in motion. If you've got a couple of months to do it, just by following this process, like get really clear on your mission, standardize your operations, make them eight-year-old simple to understand. Then from there, make sure that you've got like the right staff and they know exactly what to do. You solve the process problems, then the people problems, then make sure that you've got a, a very clear sales process, then a lead nurture process, then a marketing, and then finally ads. When you rebuild in that order, you can come out of it with a brand new company, like you're emerging from a cocoon. That's what I did. I'm really proud of my gym again. I never stopped loving my gym, but it feels great to own a business that I'm proud to own again. So if you need to reboot your company, these are the steps. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And if this helped you, just go to businessisgood.com. You can click join the movement and you'll be invited into our free Facebook group for entrepreneurs where we talk about this stuff and support one another on the quest. Thank you for your service. Thanks for listening to Business is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog posts or podcasts that I put on the Business is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.